And I'm rifling through my notes here. There's the beginning. Steve Gretsch here with a different drummer. And I, um, I, um, how do I word this? I love this idea that the, well, it's, it's not my idea, obviously. It's the Lord's idea. This podcast is called, maybe I should just get on with it. This is called God Himself Will Sanctify Us Thoroughly. Isn't that cool? And the verse is, uh, you know what? The verse isn't at the beginning here. It's later. So um, I'm just going to kind of move on. And this is this podcast is a little different because I found a section in Thessalonians that was just so uplifting, and I just had to put make a podcast out of it. The actual promise comes later, um, but it's about sanctification, um, which is, I believe, a time period where after we are justified in Christ and before we are glorified and brought up to glory, the t- this this little thing called life, the journey that we're on as individuals and as the church. And so in 1 Thessalonians 5.16, it says, Rejoice always. Boy, that's a long verse, huh? And so I love looking up the word rejoice in, um, well, actually, I like looking up a lot of words. Romans 12.15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So it's not all about rejoicing. Um, it's about being available to rejoice with other people and mourn with people who are mourning. We've We've had kind of plenty of that lately. I've, I've had three people who are near and dear to us, to me, uh, pass away within the last year, year and a half. And my mom and my dad and my wife's stepmother, all wonderful, wonderful people. And um, so it's been a time of, and now, oh, back to the beginning of rejoicing, we have a little granddaughter who was born. And wow, what a cool thing. Those of you who are grandparents, it's just so neat. I I just can't help but take so many pictures of her that my phone is just overloaded. The gigabytes are going to be gone if I'm not careful. And I just it's rejoicing and what a fun what a fun thing. My daughter went through it big time and still has you know, she's just um she's a new mom and she's she needs prayer and she's 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 taking a day at a time and trudge and moving on, which I love. And I I love to see. Isn't it fun to see your kids grow up and just kind of um, do life, you know? And so there we have this little girl. And so now I'm getting way off track, but it's part of rejoicing and mourning. And in First Thessalonians five seventeen, it says to pray continually. This is it says it's uninterrupted. Uh, I looked that word up, and it's un- uninterrupted prayer. Uh, I don't know how that's possible, but, you know, I just, um, my teacher of old would say, as our mind kind of tends to drift towards and wander towards the things of God, towards the things of Scripture, that that is kind of like meditating. It's, I think it's also like praying. Um, I just, I want to lead a life of prayer. I'm sure you do too. We're in this, we're in this uh, life together, and we pray continually. First Thessalonians 5.18 it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And there again, my, my teacher would say, in in all circumstances, not for all, thir- not for all circumstances. A little tongue twister there. So we, we don't have to be thankful for, for all circumstances, but during the circumstances to be thankful. So we, I think it, I think it's a, 
it helps us it helps us have a you know a Christ-centered life and an attitude of gratitude. Um, that's that's been around a while, huh? First Thessalonians five nineteen says, "Don't do not I mean do not quench the spirit." Uh, kind of cool because in Galatians, uh, um, the another verse says. I forget where it's at exactly. I didn't mark it in my notes here. It says, keep in step with the Spirit, which Monty used to say, oh, there I told his name. Um, I, uh, Mont- my teacher of old, his name was Monty, a wonderful, wonderful man uh, who also went to be with the Lord. But he would say, keep in step with the Spirit. And he said, the Spirit is on the move. The Spirit's moving. And... Um, my my father-in-law says motion is lotion, which I <laughs> so the spirit's on the move, and so is my father-in-law. Anyways, don't do not quench the spirit. First Thessalonians 5:20 says, Do not treat prophecies with contempt. We are not to despise that which the Lord has put in his word and the prophecies that therein. And so these are all this is kind of this list here. I don't think I said that. I'm going through this list in First Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, But test them all and hold on to what is good. Hold on to what is good. And that, and the Lord is good. <laughs> no one is good but God, he said. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says to reject every kind of evil. So um, we are to reject that and move away from it. I think we it's part of separating us from uh, worldly lusts and worldly things. Okay, well, so here's the here's the promise in First Thessalonians five twenty three, says, "May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." Wow, this um, may the God Himself. It, it, there it is, Jesus Christ, the Lord, the God. He is God, and it's a work of God Himself. The man, Jesus, God the Father and the Spirit. God works in our lives. He does the work. We ch- we're the ones that change. He sanctifies us and he's working on us. And in Romans 8, it says he's, he's working to change us into the image of his son. Ephesians 2.14 says, for, G- uh, for he himself is our peace, who made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. There was a, there used to be a dividing wall of hostility. We all know that. We were hostile towards the things of God, but the wall has been broken down thanks to the Lord Jesus. So the Lord, in this verse, there's nothing forgotten. We're, sancti- we're sanctified. We grow. The Lord expects us to grow. Spirit, body, and soul, nothing is forgotten. Uh, and he says that we're going to be kept blameless. Um, Monty would always say, too, blameless, not faultless. Jesus is the one that took the blame. He took the blame for our sin and died in our place. And we, and we've been, um, we've been born again. It's, it's, it's really an amazing deal that the Lord would do this, but he has, it's done. And we put our trust in him. We trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe his gospel. We repent of our sin. So, and then it says that Jesus is coming. We are kept blameless, not faultless, until the Lord's coming. Jesus is coming. And 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. It's a, it's a sure thing. It's a done deal. And that's what I'm trying to get across in these promises. They're a done deal. It's, 
not necessarily as much about my ability to trust and my my faith, but the faith the faith comes from God and he's the faithful one. The percentage of my faithfulness and my trust really doesn't matter. We just know it's a done deal. He will do it. So isn't that great? He's sanctifying us. He's going to sanctify us thoroughly. That's the promise. All right, I'll leave you with this. It's Colossians 3, 1 through 3. It says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Wonderful scripture. Well, I'm hoping that you're having a great day and thank, thank the Lord God for his promises. And so we'll talk to you later. Take care.